ladies and gentlemen, it's the Baggies Broadcast. It is season three, episode 25. Uh, my name is Luke Hatfield and I'm joined as ever by the one, the only, Albion correspondent at the Express and Star, Mr. Joe Massey. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. So season three, episode 25. Yeah, 25 episodes into season three now. Do you know what my number, my first episode was? Uh, not a clue. No, me neither. Do you want me to research it? Do you want to, do you want to provide some filler? How are, you, how are you, Joe, while I while I look this up? Oh, you don't have to do it now. I was just wondering. I just wondered if this was like my 20th uh, Baggies broadcast or something. I wonder if it was a bit of a, like a milestone. Um, but yeah, just let me know, mate. Let me know when you can. No dramas. No dramas. I'm looking it up, mate. I'm looking it up. How are you? How are you? All right, mate. Uh, day 28, no internet. Oh. That's, that's what everyone really wants to know, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what, <laughs> that is what we all want to know. Um... Getting the internet on Thursday, hopefully. Um, Thursday. Yeah, Sky have given up on me completely. They just don't even want to know now. They're just happy for me to leave. They just can't. They just won't help me. They've just completely forgotten about me. Not even trying to fix the problem now. Um, the only way I ever speak to anyone is if I ring them. So I've given up. Uh, They've just burnt the bridge now. Have they? Just burnt the bridge. Yeah. So I've got Virgin coming out on Thursday between one and six p.m. According to a text message I received this morning. That's a decent. That's a decent time range, though, because I mean, I've had stuff getting delivered. And it's like it'll be delivered between five a.m. and eleven p.m. It's like, well, maybe that's a slight exaggeration, but it's, <laughs> it's stuff like that. It's like you're telling me I've got to sit in the house, although it's not an issue now, of course. Um, I've got to sit in the house for like twelve hours waiting on a delivery. Yeah, you know, five a.m. to eleven p.m. isn't twelve hours, don't you? Oh yeah, it's like a ridiculous amount of hours, but I couldn't be bothered to do the math. Um... Yeah, not too bad. I mean, yeah, further. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm going to be going absolutely mental when it's clap for carers. I think because honestly, if I've got internet, I'm just going to be absolutely overjoyed. So I'll be on the edge of my. <laughs> I'll be running up and down clapping. I think. Are um, we going to be seeing like Twitter videos left, right, and centre of you from now on? <laughs> could be, mate. Could be. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm alright other than that, mate. Yeah, still plodding on. It's getting stranger and stranger, isn't it? I thought. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm really really hoping this is, I suppose it's a bit selfish really but we had a three week lockdown didn't we extended on last Thursday yeah so I'm really hoping when it is that three weeks are up that we get some sort of restrictions lifted I'm not being all like American and going mad do you know what I mean like they are oh have you seen them videos oh god they're absolute nut jobs oh I tell you what some of the, some of the people we, we live in this world with <sighs> Um, like if we have to stay locked down, it, then obviously we'll stay locked down and I'll get on with it. But I would just like to be able to just visit family. That's all I want to do, really. Um, yeah. Just like the simple, like, just be able to, like, take my kids to see their grandparents and stuff. That would be absolutely huge. Um, just little things like that would be great. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but I'm all right. I'm all right. Plodding on, plodding on. This, I feel like it's getting stranger and stranger, this lockdown. Um, but, yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, things have been okay in the Hatfield household. I mean, after three weeks or what, four weeks in the same house. I mean, even with your significant other, there there are times when you just start annoying each other over silly stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I got told off the other day because I wiped down the counter the wrong way. What? So, I mean. Apparently, we have this this certain like thing to wipe down the counter with. In the kitchen, uh, I didn't is that what you're talking it. about? Huh? In the kitchen, just your surface. Your work, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just literally the kitchen surface. 
Um, we have like apparently this wiper, which to be honest, I've always used just some kitchen roll. Apparently, I'm doing that wrong. We've got this certain wiper, but I used the wrong side of it. Um, <laughs> but I can just tell we're annoying each other quite a bit now. Um, so I wiped it down, and uh, I got a little bit of a dressing down. I can't imagine it's like the Billich like um, hair dryer treatment, but it was it was getting there. Was it? Yeah, yeah. She wasn't happy, mate. She was not happy. Ferocious. I think she'd had a bad day at work from home, yeah. of course. Um, by the way, I figured out your uh, your first episode was season three, episode six. Oh, so next episode. Next episode is your 20th in. Ah, and we might be bringing Matt Wilson on for that one, so that kind of works well. Just just name dropping just name dropping it now, not even making a big deal of it. Not even making a big deal of it, no, no. Oh, kind, of, kind of a bit poetic, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 20 episodes in and... Um, you've got the former reporter who's going to be getting back yeah yeah so I mean we might as well reveal that now I guess now that you've just mentioned it all well, it's not yet. I'm just literally DMing him on Twitter as we speak so uh, but yeah he said he'll come on so we were going to we were going to save it for an end of season special that was my plan when obviously if this hadn't happened album mm. wouldn't be promoted by now and um, I was going to get him on then I thought it would be nice to like both of us look back over the season with you and that I thought it would be really good but um, yeah we're going to have to bring that someone tweeted us today didn't they saying get Matt Wilson back on and I thought yeah, yeah do you know what we probably should actually because we need to uh, spice up the podcast don't we now now that there's no football going on so that's it I mean I'm running out of ideas I mean I felt like I had a good idea last week Crack the idea, idea this week, week I think is an okay one we're doing we're doing an awards episode mm-hmm. um, but yeah running out of ideas and, and old, old Matt, Matt 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 will do well Matt will do well Matt oh, knows yeah. his stuff Every Matt knows back, stuff. doesn't it um, yeah, another three weeks of lockdown though. How are you looking forward to that? I mean, it's all right. It feels like it. I don't know if you, do. You, do you feel like you're getting a bit institutionalised now? I feel like this is becoming like normal life a little bit. Yeah. Just getting kind of like used to it. It's going to uh, be a bit of a culture shock having to going back into the office eventually. It's going to be. You know, it's going to be weird. Like even just going to like a coffee shop is going to be weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you just rock into Starbucks, if there's like, say you go into a Starbucks and there's like six couples in there or whatever, having a coffee, and then you just rock in and buy a coffee as well. It's going to be like, oh, wow, like people chatting and atmosphere and life. It's just going to be so surreal. You're telling me I'm allowed to go to a Nando's exactly. and sit down and eat a meal? Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah, it will be nice. It will be nice. Um, I don't. You won't have listened to this, Joe, and rightly so. Um, there were some curious claims on the Wolves podcast just gone. Uh, I was topic of conversation. Apparently, um, they did a snog marry avoid game. Right. I was a part of this. Yeah, they all avoided me. Do you know why? Oh, I'd marry you, mate. Oh, cheers, mate. I'd, I'd right. marry you too. Um, so quickly, I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost, it was nice to hear. Almost like it's an urge. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's a shame now we're we're apart, mate. We're not even looking each other in the eye. Um, I wouldn't. Anyway, they did a snog marry avoid. It's the wrong way, mate. I wouldn't have a go at you for wiping it down wrong. I just appreciate your hard graft. <laughs> Cheers. Anyway, they did a snog marry avoid. I think the options were myself, uh, believe it or not, Tim Spears, uh, which no one on this podcast will enjoy listening and hearing about, uh, given that he's a Wolves reporter. Um, although he's a nice lad, Tim is. Um, 
and Joe Edwards and uh, Nathan Judah had to pick. He avoided me. And you know why? He said, I can't stand someone who's changed allegiance. Now I've got a I've got a I've got a I've got a comment on this publicly. Joe. You don't I'm not do. an Albion fan. You are. I'm not. I've never once changed from a villa to an Albion fan. Why are you I'm bringing this up? Huh? Why are you bringing this up? Because I just feel like I've got to publicly Bring it up on that these podcast claims. if you need to. It's nothing to do with this podcast, is it? Why are you bringing this podcast, that podcast into this one? Oh, because I know some of the people who listen to that podcast will listen to this. I just let other people decide if I was you. Why? 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 Why should I let other people make these claims? Because, because you're because we have, as we've said many times, you're just struggling a little bit, aren't you? You've lost your way. You're a bit confused. You've been a Villa fan. There's no doubt about that. You've grown up a Villa fan. I'm not. That's, that's, I'm not disputing that. We all know that, Luke. We all know that. We all know you've got Villa shirts in your house. I remain a Villa fan. But what's happened is you've gone and got yourself a job in the media in football. You've started seeing other teams. It's opened your eyes and you've fallen in love with West Brom, which is perfectly fine. <laughs> I've done the same. I've done the same. I don't want you to feel bad about it. I've done the same. It's okay. It's okay. And yeah, that's where we are. But you're on a journey. I've come to, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm open with it. I'm happy with it. I'm fine. I'm, I'm more, I'm content. You're still just a little bit not far as long a path as I am, which is fine, but we're all here for you. The Baggies Broadcast listeners are here for you. Feels, it sounds like the Wolves podcast are there for you as well. We're all here for you. And you're going to be fine. I'm not having this. I'm Let's not having move it. On. Let's move on. Let's um, move on. You're going to be okay. I want you to know that. You're going to be okay. <laughs> you are a git, you are. You are a git. <laughs> you can't say that. I can. Just did. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Albion a bit, shall we? Um, before we get onto like the bulk of the podcast, um, let's have a catch up because some a little birdie told me that you um you were FaceTiming Slaven Bilic basically. That was me. I, I mean, how was that? I loved it. It's um, funny because I am like I I'm not good with technology at all. I'm not. I'm just not tech savvy. I don't, I'm so like behind the times of everything. Never like. I never video call anyone. My wife video calls absolutely everyone she speaks to now. Um, she's like completely lost the, the normal call function on the phone. She just every everyone she speaks to for some reason she has to see them. I never ever do that to anyone. Not I'm going to set up a daily video call with you, Nadja. <laughs> What's the point? I can't, there's nothing worse than that. One of the beauties of being on the phone is the fact you don't have to see the other person. It's absolutely fantastic. That is, you can just slob around. It's great. Um, I just don't understand video calls at all. But yeah, so I was, it was it was Zoom, mate. It was Zoom. This um, oh, yeah. program I'd never heard of but until lockdown. I'll tell um, you what, buy stocks in Zoom now. I'll Zoom tell you what, it'd be, it would be worth a fortune. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was lovely. It was, um, it was all of us. It was all the local media. Um, I think Alvin put a little story out about it, actually. It was... Um, so it was me, obviously, Joe Chapman from the Birmingham Mail, Rob Gurney, BBC WM, Steve Maidley from The Athletic, mm-hmm. Martin Swain, um, press officer for, well, head of director of communications for Albion. We were all sat there on a little Zoom call, all five of us, and then there was a little little square, free, and then uh, up popped Mr. Slavin. Mr. I mean, Bennett. that must have been daunting. Oh, well, yeah, well, no, it wasn't daunting, really, it was just, like, we see him every week, don't we? So, it was, it, to be honest, it was it was like the same as seeing him at the training ground. Um, but it was funny, because he was obviously sat there, like, in, in his, like, T-shirt on his sofa and that. 
Um, and he was just, yeah, it was, it, honestly, it, it was great. I mean, we all need stories, don't we? So, like, very quickly it turned into a press, a, like a press conference on Zoom. But just Slavin, he's just such a good bloke. He asked us all about our families, asked us all about how we were getting on um, in lockdown and stuff, and spoke to him about his family and bits and bobs, what he's getting up to. Um, I think we were, we were all 45 minutes, maybe. We were all just chatting away. Um, it was really nice, mate. It was really, really nice. I was not fortunate to receive an invite. No, you weren't. No. Yeah, probably rightly so. To be fair, was it? Was it? Um, was it like a you know like them video interviews they do where it's a a smartly dressed upper body and just shorts on the bottom? With Slavin or me? For everyone. Definitely wasn't with Slavin. Slavin's very very casual, isn't he? Slavin's not. I mean, I don't think Slavin really cares about his appearance. Really, don't get me wrong. He's a cool cool guy and cool dresser and stuff. But he's just a practical guy, isn't he? Like. He didn't, like, for example, he will happily, like, put on a player's cap in a game if it means keeping the sun out of his eyes. Oh, so yeah, for sure. I think he was just like, I'm at home, I'm going to wear a T-shirt, whatever, it's all good. Um, he didn't... So so coolly dressed, actually. I, I, sorry to interrupt you. Sorry? But, um, you've, you've started almost imitating his style in the office before oh, yeah. this whole suspension. I have, I have yeah. That's true. You've been rocking that? the new... Uh, the, I mean, I tell you what, back in the day at the Express and Star... It was shirt, tie, proper shoes. Joe Massey's just rocking up now in, in basically a pair of, of, of billet shoes. I've gone full rogue, haven't I? You, no. you, I mean, you stand out in the office now. I wonder if anyone knows what I mean by that, by billet shoes. They're like, a lot of footballer people wear them with suits. They're like trainers, but they look like shoes, don't they? Mm. Kind of. Do you know what I mean? Is that, you know, like a white sole. A white sole, yeah. They're a bit I, Adidas Stan Smithy. Yeah, navy blue or black with a white sole. A lot of people are wearing them with suits at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, tell you what, though, you put you pull it off, mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah, I'm literally ripping that that look off, Slav, and I am. It is true. But if you're going to imitate anyone, it might as well be Slav and Billich, isn't it? Oh yeah, I tell you what. In terms of he's like the cool coolest managers, guy in the world. Yeah, that, I mean, he's probably he is the coolest manager in the championship, hundred percent. He's he was cooler than him as a manager in England. In England, it's hard to say. Jurgen Klopp's pretty Jürgen cool. Jurgen Klopp was pretty cool, yeah. I mean, you look out, you look elsewhere, and it's. I mean, Pep Guardiola is he? He's pretty cool, but he he puts himself down with those like turtleneck jumpers and stuff for me. I'm not a fan of that. Klopp, a Klopp Billich lunch would be about as cool as it gets from that. Oh. Can you imagine? Klopp and Billich together. That'll happen next year in the Premier League. Imagine that. Imagine Klopp and Billich just like rocking it, sitting having a cup of tea after a game. Yeah, I was just thinking this. You know how Fergie would invite like a manager back and they'd have like a glass of wine or, or Mourinho would do it. Mourinho's pretty cool at times. Um, you can just imagine Klopp and Billich. They'd just, they'd just, it's like, they'd just grab a beer. Yeah. And rock it wouldn't out. be a, it wouldn't be a bottle of wine. It wouldn't be a, a vintage wine. It'd just be like, do you want to, you want to grab a bottle of Peroni? Just, just something like that. And they'd be chatting for ages so long that the coach would be waiting outside and all the players yeah, would be yeah. getting mad and then Billich would walk on the coach and they'd be like, oh, well, it's Slavin, it's fine. Yeah, you, can't, you can't moan at Slavin, can you? No. But yeah, anyway, video call, decent. Good, man. Yeah, that's where we were going with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good, right? It was good. I really enjoyed it. It was nice seeing him pop up. It was lovely. And he gave us plenty of stories because he always does because obviously he's just such a brilliant talker. Um... So yeah, um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, first Zoom call, for, you know, was a billet. It was ace. Yeah, there's some good stories coming out of there. Um, one, 
Dean Garner and Ahmed Aghazi both fit again. So there is a silver lining to a suspension to the season is that basically every player, unless they've got a really long-term injury, like someone like a, a John Lecco, uh, has a chance to get back fit and will be ready for the for the resumption of the season should it happen. Yeah, and Billich stressed that the, obviously that's the same for every single club, unless you've got an horrific injury. Um, obviously, with the amount of time that football's been suspended for and how long it will still be suspended for, everyone's going to sort of, every club is going to have players that um, get back from injury, so they're going to have bigger squads and everything. And, and I think the key with that is more than having those players back is we don't know what format football's going to return, and if it does return, I mean, I'm still very, I'm still confident it will, but. I do get more and more sort of worried it won't. Um, but mm. if those games are coming in thick and fast, you need that squad, don't you? And, and that, yeah. that is where Albion will really sort of... It'd be a huge plus for them. If, they, if they're having to play three games every week for... Well, until they, until they finish the season, nine games, it'd be three weeks. Um, then that strength and depth will be... You'd imagine, I mean, against some of the teams... They'll just blow them away. Um, mm. Been able to, I mean, we said it last week, didn't we? Been able to have the likes of Kamal Grzycki, Grady Dean Garner and Callum Robinson on the left. It's just an absolute embarrassment of riches. So, yeah, huge boost. I mean, look, we're all desperate to see Grady Dean Garner back, aren't we? I mean, he he put that video on Instagram last week of him do, just doing ridiculous tricks and looks so effortless for him. I mean, what a player, what a player. Even if I had a year of solid practice, I wouldn't be able to do what he did in that video. He just, it's effortless, isn't it? It's just absolutely effortless. Um, I mean, it'd be, it's going to be a joy to have him back. Um, so yeah, I mean, Agassi was always going to be back anyway. He was only a week away from being back when the four football was suspended. So not really a long-term one with him, but yeah, it'd be great to have Grady back, definitely. Mm. Um, another story as well Mr Parry uh, coming out and saying that the season should be played with or without fans um, that's not a surprise is it it's something that we've we spoke about last week as well you know the games being played behind closed doors with some of the great callers that we had um, so there's nothing really surprising coming out of that is there no um, and again it's difficult at the moment I mean this is just sort of from a journalistic point of view getting stories every day there's there's a lot of meetings taking place, EFL, Premier League, FIFA, UEFA, blah, blah, blah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Slavin Bilic said that all the time, by the way. Blah, blah, blah. He said it on, this, on the video call, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it's hard to turn it into stories at the minute because, because everything's with a caveat of when football can return and when the government mm. says it's safe to do so. And um, it still hasn't been confirmed that games are going to be played behind closed doors when they do return. I mean, look, I think anyone with half a brain knows that that is going to be the case. Um, it just can't... We can't... I mean, we just can't have crowds like that, can we? Um, you can't social distance at a football match. So no. um, I think everyone knows that. It's just getting them actually to confirm it, which is just, as of yet, hasn't happened. Um, so much going on, you know, so much being discussed and so many ideas being banded about but that's all they are at the minute is ideas and everyone no one can come up with um no one's coming up with any solutions or not solutions but definitive answers um primary primary example is the contract situation with like and and, and albion are so affected by this in terms of nathan ferguson um mm where FIFA have basically said they want to all contracts to be extended to the point where 
the season ends whenever that may be. So say it's August the 30th, um, just um, contracts just carry on, loan, loan agreements and player contracts. Well, I think everyone thinks that's what should happen. However, um, that FIFA, a FIFA ruling doesn't, isn't stronger than English law, European law. So mm. it looks like while with sort of goodwill that would happen, I think 95% of the time, 97% of the time, there is a situation where players can still walk away. And you'd imagine Nathan Ferguson would be one of those who would walk away. Um, from what we understand, he's burnt his bridges at Albion. We know he's on roughly a grand a week. We know that Crystal Palace are going to pay him shed loads more than that. He wouldn't be able to pay for Platt. Pay for play, sorry, for Palace, if he was to move there in at the end of his contract in June, um, but he'd be able to be on the payroll, um, he'd mm. be able to train, he'd be able to embed himself in, um, and by all intents and purposes, he wants out. So you'd imagine he'll take it sooner rather than later, and then you don't know what's going to happen with someone else. I mean, Chris Brunt. I mean, Chris Brunt's a legend, isn't he? So I'm sure, like, but who knows? Like, if if Stoke come back in and say to him we'll offer you a two-year deal in double your wages. I mean, he wants to play football. Could something like that happen? I mean, it's probably going to happen somewhere. It, it probably won't be Chris Brunt, but at some club somewhere it's going to happen. But that just sums up where we are with it. Everyone's talking, everyone's coming up with ideas, everyone's trying to figure out a way um, to resume the season, conclude the season, but no one can make any decisions, can they, at the minute? Not through their fault of their own, but just because... I mean, we don't even know when we're coming out of lockdown yet, so it's a really difficult, really difficult situation. Yeah, and it's completely unprecedented, isn't it? Because you see different leagues taking different routes. I mean, let's talk about you know Scottish football taking the route that they are, and you know, a lot of people being unhappy with that. And then there's stuff at non-league level. There's even reports coming out that different leagues in 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 the country that we live in could be could be doing different things. So it's until someone really sets a precedent it's kind of hard to say which which route people are going to go down and and obviously no one knows what's going to happen with the virus whether it's you know still three or four months down the line it's still kind of nothing's going on then is there's a serious doubt that you could say well you've kind of got to draw a line in the sand regarding when the season ends um it's just it's just all up in the air at the moment isn't it yeah i think yeah, I think, I don't know, did you watch that thing last night, that concert on BBC, I think it was on BBC One, I'm not sure, I can't remember. No, I didn't see it. It was like, um, they had like a concert of, um, I don't know, like music stars around the world, they all did a song from the house, um, to put it in skirt, and like, during the songs they were like putting pictures of like, iconic landmarks, so like, just stills, like, just still images, but like, I don't mm. know, like, Broadway, but obviously there's no people on it. Yeah. Um, Vegas, there's nobody there. Like, just all these pictures around the world. And that was like, obviously everyone knows that it's affecting everyone because you see it on the news and you see, like, Donald Trump doing his press conference or whatever. But, like, it really is a global pandemic. Like, this is affecting everyone. Um, and we just, I don't know, it's just, it's hard to even comprehend how big this is, I think. Like, you mm. can't get in the, like, I think I'm, like, in particular, like, I'm, like I said earlier, getting a bit conditioned to it and live, very much living in my little bubble in my house where I write a couple of stories on Albion every day and spend time with my wife and two kids and that just that's just just become life but it, every aspect is being hit by this like 
I'm not a small I'm not a small business owner. I don't employ people. Uh, I'm not. All these people are being hit so much harder than I am. I just think it's hard to comprehend that at the minute. But and that's why we're just we're all just a little bit lost, aren't we? Mm, we're yeah, so. just gonna have to see what see what when it's safe to return. But I just don't know. I just don't know when that's gonna be. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. Um, should we get onto the bulk of the podcast then? Because uh, this is an Albion Poddy Awards episode. So what I've done is I've got a list of different awards. Some of them are serious, some of them are less serious. Myself and Joe are going to issue some awards from the Albion podcast. There won't be any trophies or anything. Um, but I tell you what, big honours for some of these people. Um, but yeah, shall we get going? Shall we? Shall we start with? Let's start with the goal of the season, the Albion goal of the season. Um, do you wanna? Do you wanna? suggest yours no you go for yours first you've had more time to think about it than me I mean yeah I've, I've, I've done a whole series of like the goals of the season so for me it was a pretty easy choice uh, I've gone for Charlie Austin against Blues his first goal that absolute stunner um, in the derby when he takes a touch turns and then bangs it into the top corner um, partly because obviously it's a massive goal in a massive game from a massive player but also because of the absolute scenes in the away end uh, in Smallheath when that went in. I'll tell you what, uh, there are many, many good away days for Albion this season, but few will top that one. Um, that was a great goal, wasn't it? Proper, like, that's that's the reason you signed Charlie Austin. In fact, I don't think when you sign Charlie Austin you expect a goal like that from him. It's, it's I mean, it's not like one where he's just kind of like poached it in the penalty area which so many people expect to Charlie Austin this is one where he's taken touch swivelled and absolutely planted it top corner there's no keeper getting anywhere near that um, and it was just an absolute worldy of a goal so in terms of goal quality what it meant and the game it was in for me it's goal of the season I think it's hard to top that hard to top that I've always I've said to you before many times I'm like, that I've got a dreadful dreadful memory for goals mm. and I, just, I just forget them I just they, they, they wash over my head. I'm not very good at remembering like individual goals. Um, there have been some good ones. There have been some good ones. So I'll tell you the three that stand out for me. That one you're talking about. The three I really remember when I think of Albion goals this season are that one. I think about the Pereira free kick at QPR. Yeah. A lot. And then, but I think my favourite goal, the one I always think about is Pereira against Cardiff at home. Is that with the interplay with Dean Garner? Yes. Yeah. He like because Pereira started wide on the right, didn't he? Yeah. And played it out wide to Dean Garner, who then fed it back to him as he sort of approached like the eighteen yard but He was like out just outside the D, wasn't he? Hmm. Um and uh yeah, then he just absolutely curled home a little perler, didn't he? Beyond it was a good goal that smack in the corner, beyond like Alex Smith is I think was in goal for Cardiff. Yeah, he was, he was. Um, full stretch, like couldn't get near, couldn't get a hand on it. It was just plumb in the corner, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just so concise as well. Like it was just like, do do, and then he just hits it, and it's just like back of the net before you even know it. Here's um, a trivia question for you. You might get it straight on. away, and if I, if you do, I'll look a bit silly, but I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. Do you know? Go what, on. Do you know what the D is for in football? The D. See, it's amazing. It's amazing. How many people don't know what the D is for? I'm trying to think now. A lot of people don't. You'd think everyone watches football all the time. 
everyone sees the D, and there is a hell of a lot of people who don't know what it's for. Has it got something to do with when you're taking a penalty, the distance of yes, the people? Yes, that is it. Well done. That's oh. it. That's the only reason for it. So when you're running in, you're... Uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. I was thinking that because I was like, considering the position it's in, you imagine like if it was to be a full circle, the penalty spot would be right in the middle, wouldn't you? Mm. Oh, it's a good, that's Sorry. a good question though. Good I'll question, tell you what, it's a, yeah, it's a decent question that. I mean, it took, took, took some thinking. I've been weeding that one out for years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good one, that. Um, I was going to say a couple of honourable mentions for goals as well. Jake Livermore against Hull. That's, oh, that, that, is, was a, that was a great goal. That was a hit, that was. Yeah, that was good, yeah. Um, and for me, Pereira's free kick against Bristol City. Um, See, that's one of the ones I've forgotten. You won't believe how oh, bad my memory is. It's just a filthy little dink of a free kick, and you never that, the the nonchalant style that he takes with that. It's just pure arrogance. It's like I'm just gonna just, just gonna chip this over the wall into the top corner. Yeah, that's what he's capable of, isn't it? And there was another good goal as well. Gibbs scored that same game when Dean Garner did that back heel to Gibbs. Oh, that's why I can't remember. I wasn't there for that game. That's Bristol City at home, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't there for that. I was on paternity. I was on Is he on? I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, I wasn't there. Either way, there. there was some good goals that game. Um, next award. So, congratulations to... Who did we give that award to, the goal of the season? Charlie Austin and... Pereira. Was it just Charlie Austin? No. Mm... No, I think Pereira gets it. I've convinced myself that Pereira's goal against Cardiff's better. Joint award. Joint award. I mean, yeah, joint award. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. Do joint awards. Um, Should we do joint awards? Because we might have different answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one's an interesting one. Best press facilities of the season. We've got the same answer on this. Swansea. Yeah. Swansea was good, wasn't it? Just so nice. They're just like the friendliest people. The parking was good. Admittedly, not literally right outside the ground, but a two-minute walk. You can't mow it two minutes, mate. No, you can't. Um, the food was brilliant. The view was brilliant. The Wi-Fi was stunning. Sweet. There's cakes. even a pub literally right outside the ground. So, uh, there was. I mean, this is. I, I want to make it clear. This is unprecedented. All these next three things I'm going to say are they very, very, very rarely happen. There was mm. millionaire shortbread. To take, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Put in. There was sweets for whenever you wanted. Yeah. And at half time, they brought you chicken skewers. Oh yeah, I forgot about them skewers. I mean, when does that ever happen? You never get fed at half time. Oh, that was so good. That Only was problem was best. it was a mission. Yeah, it was a mission, but it, yeah, but they were. That was great. And you can't really discount. No, you can't discount press facilities because it's far away. It's funny, though, because Middlesbrough was very good, and that's a mission away as well. Yeah, I wonder if they deli- they must put an effort in, because they know people have absolutely tracked to get there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Middlesbrough was good, though. It's nice Middlesbrough, isn't it? Yeah, nice I'll set. tell you what. Next season, if, if Albion go up, and they should go up, there's some great away days in the Premier League. Yeah, I can't wait for Chelsea. Chelsea oh, my God, the food at Chelsea is unreal. Yeah, I'm well excited for that. I've seen the pictures of Nick and Judah putting pictures up of it. Look, I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, Spurs like as well. Boards and stuff. Oh. Spurs is amazing. Excited. All right, so Swansea wins that one. 
most improved player at Albion this season? This is an interesting one. Yeah, I don't agree with your choice, but go on. My choice is Jake Livermore, and let me let me tell you for why. Um, England international Jake Livermore. Former England international. Well, he hasn't been an England international whoa, for a whoa, while. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do not call him a former England international. Do not. If he didn't make the last squad for me, he's a former England international. Well, could, he makes could, a... That's not how it works. He can, e- he can easily get back in. He's still eligible, but he's not in the squad at the moment. Yeah, but he could play again. I mean, if Teddy Sheringham came out of retirement, he could play again. Mate. I'm back in Livermore to get another England cap. Do you reckon he will? Yeah. I reckon I'm. I just I just don't know whether Southgate will say. Do I tell you what I bet you now? Go on. When the day they retire, on the day they retire, Jake Livermore will have more England caps than Jack Grealish. Get out of here. Uh, do you want to take that bet? Ten pounds. Ten pounds. Yeah. On the day they retire. Yeah. I'll take that bet. Livermore's how many? Old. How many Livermore? How many? How many call-ups has Livermore had already? Seven. He's not seven. Oh yeah, he's I'll had, take that. He's bet. had seven caps. Seven caps. I, yeah. I, I'll take that bet. Okay. I'll take that bet. Um, gonna be it's going to be a long bet. We're going to have to remember this one, by That's the way. Fine. When's Jack Grealish going to retire? What, like fifteen years time or something stupid? Fifteen years time. You'll be thirty. You'll be thirty-nine then. <laughs> exactly. I'll probably go before then. Well, okay, 12 years. He's only, he's only six years up younger than Livermore. Livermore's got yeah, more longevity. Yeah, all he's got to do is average, average one cap a year with an extra one somewhere. How's that working out for him so far? Well, I mean, you can't really... I mean, he would have, he would have made the squad for the, for the friendlies. Would he? Yeah. Oh, right. You've got a direct line to Gareth, have you? Nah, come on. I mean, if, if the season was still going... He would have made that squad. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. I mean, he, Gareth. Gareth's a good bloke. He knows. He knows. He knows. I think that's, that's the issue. Um, but yeah, I've gone for Jake Livermore purely because last season he was nowhere near as good as he was this season. Um, simple enough. And this season he has been phenomenal. Last season he was okay. Now he is. He has embraced the captaincy at West Brom. He's become one of the championship's best players, considering his age as well, which is amazing because a lot of people you start to see when they get to this point in their careers, you don't expect them to to have a peak again. That's fair to say, probably. Um, but he has. He's had that peak. He's captaining aside to to the Premier League. Should should the season continue and Albion get promoted, um, and he's just he's just been a phenomenal player in a, in a midfield, which is. I think has been superb this year. So for me, he's improved a lot from last season and I'd give him my most improved player award. I think he was still darn good last year, wasn't he? He was, he was okay. I'd give my most improved player to Connor Townsend. It's a good shout, to be fair. Um, who I think... Um, I think when... I don't mean this as a criticism of supporters, I don't. I think it's just a bit of human nature, really. I think everyone can be guilty of it, but I think when you play for a club as big as West Brom, hmm. when you've signed from a club like Scunthorpe, I think 
you can be tarnished and people can wrongly assume you're not going to be up to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, people don't expect that much of you, do they? When you come from like a, a club like that. A bit like sometimes when you sign like a foreign player because they've got like an exciting name. They're, you get yeah. more excited than they're actually good. Do you know what I mean? Like Jefferson Montero sounds great. He wasn't, was he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he wasn't great at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think he's... I think he's very, very steadily established himself at left-back to a point where he is becoming a very, very, very consistent championship performer. Um, I think, obviously, the best left-back at the club is... Kieran Gibbs, but I mean, Kieran Gibbs has won England caps. He's played in the Premier League for Arsenal. He's got a complete. Is, is Kieran Gibbs a former England international? Yeah, he's a former England international. Definitely. Um, whereas, I think Conor Townsend is just. I think he's. I think I think. Earlier on in the season, if Townsend played, I think because he also had that issue where he's essentially third choice. Mm. I think everyone would. Everyone was a bit all. Um, it's Connor Townsend and because of that I think maybe mistakes would have been heightened and stuff like if he made an error it gets picked up a little bit more but I think by the time before when the season was put on hold he was as steady and as good a left back as you could wish for really I think he was absolutely excellent Mm. so he's definitely my most improved player it's funny how we've both tackled this award I've kind of improved I've gone for a player who's improved from last year You've gone for a player who's improved over the course of the year. Yeah. What I would say is I don't think he's... Imp- yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think he's improved as the season's gone on, definitely. I do... I don't think... I think you've, everyone's noticed that a lot more as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I definitely think he's most improved player, Connor Townsend. I think he's been excellent. Well, congratulations to Connor and contra- congratulations to Jake. Um... This is a should be an interesting one. Best haircut of the season. Um, I went with Charlie Austin's bleach blonde hair. Yeah. He's Bright got, stands out. I think it's hard to pick out a better haircut. I'd say Pereira's got a better haircut. Curls get girls. I mean, he's happily married, but curls get girls. They do, apparently. Um, I'd love a head of hair like that. I want to see a picture of you with hair, like Someone a lot of hair. Someone will do that now. Huh? Someone will do that now. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I want a picture of Joe Massey with Matthias Pereira's hair, photoshopped well. I did, um, I shaved my head this week, last week. Oh, I did that. Mine's, mine's proper down. I mean, I do it anyway, because I'm, like, I've only got... 60% of my hair left anyway um, but I always do like a number 2 all over whereas I did a number 1 all over last week oh see I've gone even I've gone even uh, shorter than that I've got a half grade all half over half grade? yeah thug life oh uh, yeah I, I sent a picture of it to uh, Nathan Judah he says you look hard in that picture <laughs> which I don't think says uh, too much about how I looked in previous pictures <laughs> if I'm being honest do I look like a bit of a pansy, like someone who could easily just kind of like shove out of the way? I don't know. 
Nah. You got an air, air about you. You like Philip Kravinovich, <laughs> didn't you? If um, if you make oh, I'd kill for Kravinovich's air. If you made got punched in the street, you'd get involved, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Someone actually tweeted that. Yeah, the no, episode, yeah, that's why I said it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was funny. That was. <laughs> you would get involved though. I would get involved. If me and you were walking down the street, heading to the Hawthorns, and someone lamped you, mate, I'd be, I'd be there. I'd back you up. That's the only time I've actually been in a fight, you know. Really? Yeah, my mate, one of my mates, he just does this weird grin when, um, when he's drunk. He just grins like he looks like an absolute idiot. I mean, his face is 100% smackable when he's doing it. I mean, we were in Blackpool, but I mean, I've only, I think I've been to Blackpool like twice in my life. And he, we were walking along the street, and my mate would just have this big grin on his face because for some reason that's what he does when he's smashed. And the bloke just absolutely lamped him. Oh, and you got involved? We got all got involved, yeah. That's, that's the only real fight I've been in. And how did that go? Did you win? I don't really know. I don't really, I don't really know. It was just kind of um, <laughs> a lot of arms and legs everywhere and eventually everyone walked away. It was a bit rubbish, really. It is weird, isn't it? A fight is weird. I'm not, I'm not, I've never really been in a fight, but when you see them happen, it's always just a matter of like, they're, they're doing it just kind of like as a show. They're expecting someone to pull them away and when they don't get pulled away, they're like, oh, we've actually got a fight. Yeah. Oh. And then people just, it's just kind of, it's always just a miniature scrap, isn't it? It's very rarely a full-on mm. fight. Uh, so, best haircut, are we are we giving that to Pereira and Austin, are we? Yeah. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. Um, next one, next one, next one, next one is the young player of the season. The young player. So, 23 years of age or lower. Um, despite some very good players... And I'll explain this more when we kind of get round to it. Um, some very good players in that bracket. I've gone for Kyle Edwards. I um, feel like he's had a good impact. He's had some performances which have been very impressive. Um, and for me, he kind of stood out on a stage which was a good one. Uh, it was against Newcastle at the Hawthorns, a game which could have ended much, much worse for Albion when you think about it. But they... they they put up a good fight in the end, and I think it was Edwards who went on an amazing little run, setting up was it Zahor? Um, yeah. Very, very late on. He's had a massive impact off the bench, Carl Edwards. Yeah, he's a great little player to bring on for for half hour against tired legs. I think Bilic is right to do that. I don't think I don't think he has as much of an impact when he starts, but to bring him on, he can certainly you know change the game a little bit. He was brilliant at Fulham away as well. My first game. Oh yeah, very good. When he came off the bench, he was really, really good. He's really good. He is a really good off the bench. I said before, I think he needs a loan personally. I'd love him mm. to join like a Wigan on loan or a, even like a Blackburn or um, someone like that and play every week in the championship, get like 40 starts under his belt. Mm. Um, I think right, if Albin go up, then Carl Edwards can be very pleased with his contribution really, but... I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't say he's young player of the year, personally. Who would you go for? So, I mean, the cop out answer is Pereira because, as we'll get to, my player of the year is Livermore. Dean Garner's been amazing, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to Daro Shea. That's a good choice. Um, because I, I feel like how old's Grady? I don't even know how old Grady is off the top of my head. 
22, I think he's just turned. I think because he posted something about his birthday, didn't he, the other day? Oh, okay. 22, yeah. April, yeah. God, he's only just 22. What a future he's got, eh? Um, yeah, I think I'll go O'Shea. Just because I think he's been really, really steady since he's come into the team. I think he's done really, really well since he's come into the team. Mm-hmm. And we know that Bilic wants to play a certain way with his fullbacks. He wants one fullback that's going to bomb on. He wants, well, let's say like whose uh, who's strengths lie going forward. And he wants one fullback who whose strengths lie defensively. Um, and everything has happened at fullback, hasn't it? Kieran Gibbs has been injured like non-stop. Um, Nathan Ferguson has had a Nathan Ferguson saga. Um, there's been a lot of issues there and Dario Roche is a, is, a, is a centre-back and I think the weird one with him is I think everyone would probably admit that they see him as a centre-back whereas when Ferguson obviously started as a centre-back Ferguson was mm. a centre-back I think we can all see that actually no Ferguson is a full-back um, I think if we're being honest we can all still see that Dario Roche is a centre-back I think long-term you'd expect him to go there yeah um, but even though that's the case, he's done a very, very, very good job and he's allowing Bilic to play the way he wants to play. He's allowing him to play with a fullback who is more defensively minded. If he hadn't have been able to step up to the plate, then Albion would have bought someone in January. Mm. They'd have brought in another fullback. Categorically, they would have because Bilic is not going to play with Darnell Furlong and. Kieran Gibbs and maybe not Connor Townsend. He's just that's just not the way he does things. They're all too attacking. Like to have two of those players, he just that's just not how he plays. So O'Shea is playing in a completely different position to what he's used to. He's done it bloody well. He saved the club a fortune. It probably shouldn't matter, but it matters to me that he's committed his long-term future to the club. Like mm. he wants to be there, doesn't he? Um, I suppose to like John Homer from the supporters club chairman. Um, about player of the year a couple of weeks ago because he's, he, he's the same as me he gives it to Livermore rather than Pereira mm-hmm. and he said like it's not, it's not just what happens on the pitch you know there's more it's not just that you can't just judge it on that like there are other factors and I mean that's what we'll get on to with Livermore he, he's such an influential captain that that's why that tips the balance in, in his favour for me but I think, mm. and I think O'Shea deserves immense credit for the fact that he's forced his way in, he's saved the club money, he's done really well, he, he wants to be at the club, he's not throwing his toys out the pram. Well, I mean, that's basically saying that he's not Nathan Ferguson, but I want to give it to a, I'd rather give it to a player who, who wants to be at the club than one who doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. So, Dara O'Shea and Kyle Edwards are joint young player of the years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Press meal of the season. Oh, God's sake. Vital. This is, a, this is probably the biggie, uh. let's be honest. This is the biggest award of, of the episode. Who provided the best food for writers and journalists at games? I've gone with a West Brom offering which has been mentioned numerous times on the podcast, but deserves its place, I think, as the best press meal ever served this season. 
and that is the southern fried chicken and barbecue beans with potato wedges provided at the Hawthorns. I cannot remember the game, forgive me. But my God, the chicken was brilliant. The wedges were perfectly cooked. Forgive you, mate. Um, And the barbecue beans were just the perfect complement. And it was filling. Like some places you go, and they give you a meal, and it's nice, but you're hungry again like 45 minutes later. Yeah. But that at West Brom, oh my God, that was unbelievable. And you know what? You saw there were um, there were there were other journalists tweeting about it as well. Was other there? journalists, yeah. I saw one, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I've I've just had this brilliant um, press meal," and it's like, "Yeah, this is serious. This is this is a a proper meal." So yeah, that gets my nomination. I'll go to lasagna at the Hawthorns. Oh, just oh, come on, Joe, you can do better than that. I like lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> No argument. I just like lasagna. That's like my you dream. You do not want to talk about food one bit, do That's you? That's my dream scenario, lasagna, when you rock up. That's my favourite. Yeah, just a lasagna for you. Yeah. Anything stew-based and suddenly you're, you're not happy. Oh, no, then I'm panicking that I'm going to have to... I'm not going to get through the game without being absolutely starving. Yeah. Where was I? Where, okay. I can't remember where There's only one ground up into a natural kiosk. I wonder where that was. Oh. At Luton, you have to go to a kiosk. No, but I went because I didn't want the food on offer. Oh, you went to the concourse and just like, no, yeah, I'm not having this. Did, yeah. Oh, where was that? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, it was that bad. You'd have tucked in still. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty much... If someone hands me food for free, it's very rare that I won't eat it. I'm just so thankful that they've provided food for me. Oh, I guess interviewee of the season now I'm exempt from this one because I've not actually interviewed any Albion players this season um, so I mean with discount you have to discount Bilic I think just because he's so good every single week it's ridiculous I mean he is ridiculously good he is, he yeah. is the dream to work there's no doubt he is um, and ask any media person who's ever interviewed him will just Everyone loves him. Um, yeah. And he gives so, like... like so you don't even have to ask a question. You don't even have to ask a question. He just tells you it all anyway. He, he's so good. Um, so players-wise... And I sit down with Jake Livermore that was really, really interesting. Mm. Um, this, was, this was a lot earlier in the season. A lot earlier. Um, just talking about his form then and... How well he was doing. That was really, really interesting. He's, he's just. I mean, I, I mean, I, I might as well have a Livermore section every week in the podcast. I go on about him so much. But oh, you love him, don't I you? Love him, but he just does that. You know, when people just know what they're talking about. He's just got such an air of authority about him, and he's just one of those people yeah. that when you, when he talks, you just shut up and listen. Basically, you just. He's just. Inspirational, really. I don't. I think that's a bit like. Sounds a bit sad saying that, but he is. He, like, he is. Um, and then the person I really enjoy interviewing, it's, it's a bit, it's slightly self-indulgent, but it's Romain Sawyers. Mm. Um, and, the reason, and the reason why 
The main reason why is because he gives such good answers. Like he's so thoughtful of his answers. He doesn't, he doesn't just come out with stuff. He doesn't. He, he gives. He, there's always a lot of depth to it. Like Billich, but some players will just say something and then they they move on to the next question. Whereas mm-hmm. Sawyer's says something and explains why he said it, um, which is, gives you obviously a lot more quotes when you're writing a story. But it's just you can just tell that he's he really thinks about his answers. He can back up what he's going to say. He's like he's just a, he's just a very he's just a thoughtful person. Um, and Flex away plays as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's, and it's nice for me because obviously I interviewed him a lot when he was at Walsall, and he what he always had those traits that he's a, he's a lot better talker now he's at Albion, and that would definitely be an age thing. Um, everyone is a better talker with age. It's hard. It's much harder when you're twenty two, twenty three than when you're twenty six, twenty seven, or whatever he is now. I mean, he's had all those years at Brentford and whatever. He's just grown up a lot and. He's got, I think he's got a daughter now as well, so he's become a dad and stuff. And mm. I mean, don't, I'm not saying he wasn't a good talker, because honestly, he was. But it's just, it's just been, he, he is better now. He is, he is. Um, and it's just really nice to, I don't know. It's just, he's just nice to see. I'll listen to him really. He's just really, really thorough chap. He's really so Romain Sawyer gets it. Yeah, I think probably Romain Sawyer gets it. Yeah. Also, he's good. playing football manager, isn't he, at the minute? Have you seen that? No, no, no. How's he getting See, on? I'm the, I've been absolutely hammering these FIFA stories because I absolutely hate them. Footballers playing FIFA, I couldn't care less about. Um, but footballers playing football manager, I really care about. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's Albion manager in some sort of... I don't know what it is. I haven't really read a lot about it, but they've done some sort of like knockout competition. Um, mm. And he tweeted yesterday saying, this has come a little bit sooner than I was expecting, but I'm managing Albion. I can't wait to see how he gets on. I know he's a big football manager player. Um, Actually, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. So you're, it's funny that because you, you and me are very like that as well. You're more of the football manager type guy. I'm more the FIFA guy. I think. Well, I'm all football manager, mate. I, that's all I play. Well, I put out a tweet asking Albion fans to show me their teams on FIFA, and a lot of people responded. There's some good. T- they'll tell you what. Some some Albion fans are blooming good at FIFA by the looks of it. I bet they are. I, I might challenge some of them to a game. <laughs> yeah, Got the time for it. Yeah, yeah, you love it, don't you? Oh, I love a bit of FIFA. The amount of FIFA I've played this lockdown. Mm-mm. It's not good. <laughs> not good. Absurd amount. Um, so congratulations, Romain. Uh, interesting one now. Back to food. Oh. Away day takeaway of the season. So it's not a particular one, but a brand. Um, for me, I've gone for KFC. I have, I have frequented KFC a lot this season. Um... And I love a good KFC. Um, yeah, mine's McDonald's. I mean, considering we ordered a McDonald's on a podcast and it came and we ate whilst we were recording, it deserves a shout, doesn't it? Yeah. When you forgot my McFlurry, I've still not forgiven you. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'll tell you what, when the season's back and we're back heading to games, I'll get you a McFlurry. How about that? I'm looking forward to it. The weather's great as well now. Oh, I'll perfect. tell you what, it's perfect McFlurry, McFlurry weather. weather. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, two more. First one, championship player not including Albion of the season. <laughs> I've gone for easy from QPR. See, the funny thing with easy is right, but I don't know if you, like, I'm, did you, you see that thing I did with championship team of the season. Yeah. 
So I took it upon myself. It was good, that. Was good, I mean, I had it? to put it all together for online, but it was good. Oh, yeah, of course you put it together. <laughs> Did you see it? I remember ringing you and you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, de- you, definitely, you definitely saw it because you happened to put it. Yeah, yeah. You were pulling it together online. That was all I right. spent hours on that. Yeah, sorry, hours. Mate, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought it was a good idea. Ah, do you know what? I want to, sh- I want to talk about St. Gals, actually. I'll bring that up in a minute. Okay. So, yeah, I spent ages contacting, basically, I tried to contact the writer for every, every um, club in the championship. To, for us all to make our teams of the season, do, do a little like poll. And mm-hmm. uh, everyone did it. And obviously, Easy got in that team. And he was quite, quite, I think Pereira, this is, I'm just guessing, but I think Pereira, Ben Rama, Mitrovic, and Watkins got more votes. But then after that, oh, right, okay. but then after that, it was easy. It was like he was very like he was a shoehorn in, fairly fairly unanimous. Yeah, apart from the QPR report, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> was he just trying to hide him away? Is it? Um, they didn't put him in, um, and they then emailed me when I sent out the team, and they were like, "Oh no, we're going to get absolutely hammered for this because he's made the team and we haven't put him in." Mm. Um, so I think for that. Fact. I don't think you can put him in. I won't go easy. Why didn't they include him? I don't know, but it didn't. It didn't that explain why, but I can't remember again now. So he is some player. <laughs> yeah, he's some player, isn't he? He's playing in Premier League next year, isn't he? Regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd imagine so, wouldn't you? So who's the player we're most impressed with? Yeah. Uh, yeah everyone will laugh because he won't. He won't even like. And I, everyone will just think I've got my Albion hat on. I don't even get away with saying it. Why? Go on. The player who's impressed me the most in, in a is Conor Gallagher. Really? And I'm saying that because I know Albion are interested. I'm not saying no. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that because of that. I'm not saying I know Albion are interested. I know Albion would like to sign him. I know they've been watching him for a long time. But he's when I watched him, he stood. He's really, really stood out for me. I thought some. Sometimes you watch players and you just think you're you're going to go to another level. Um, mm. And I've seen it a few times. I've seen it a few times in. Uh, um, I used to watch Ryan Woods for Shrewsbury. I absolutely knew he was going to go to a higher level. Mm. Um, watched Rico Henry for Walsall. Knew he was going to go to a higher level. I watched Tyler Roberts for Walsall. Absolutely knew he was going to go to a higher level. Um, and I feel the same about Conor Gallagher. Mm. Um, I think he's class, really. But then I couldn't put him in my team because I wanted Livermore, who... I've had to put Livermore in and Calvin Phillips. But Calvin yeah, Phillips to... too easy a choice, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Calvin Phillips is another Premier League player playing in the Championship, really. So they're the ones that stood out for me, but they're the ones that have caught my eye. But if I was saying the best player bar not at Albion, I would probably say Calvin Phillips, yeah. Fair, fair. Last one then. Uh, who is your oh, West Oh, hang on, can Brom? I just say one more thing? Sorry on that. So I'm, de- yeah, I'm debating, I'm debating, and it is a debate in my head. Whether I should do because obviously like coronavirus and all that, it's difficult to get stories for the paper every day. 
Mm-hmm. I was thinking for an idea, getting Albi- trying to find 50 Albion fans. So it's, 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 a, it's a bit of an effort this, but of getting them to make like a, a World Cup squad of Albion players for the last like 20 years. Wow. So like a dream team, your dream team Albion squad, um, but it can only be players from the last 20 years. So you have to have like three keepers, do you know what I mean? Eight defenders, mm. whatever. Well, you only have to have three keepers really, don't you? After that, you can do what you want, um, the makeup of the squad. But I don't know if I'll find 50 people who'd be wanting to actually do it. Because it would be quite a bit of effort, I think. Yeah, it's tough, that. It would take you time. It's proper homework, that is. Like, you'd have to sit down and really like think it through. Yeah, that's not like something you can just kind of click through. That's something you've got to sit down and think about. Sit down and think about. So if... I won't go put, I'm not going to put a tweet out because I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. But if... What do you reckon? If five people reply to tweet me to say they'll do it based on this podcast... Should I put a tweet out to see if I can find the other 45? Yeah, do that. Do that. Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't think you need 50. I think you'd only need about 20 people. No, nah, I think you need 50 for it to be like a big... Like, I think 50 would be a good, a good chunk of people, that. So, yeah, you Fair can basically enough. pick... Your, imagine you're like West Bromer entering a World Cup and you can just, you've got to pick your 25 best players. How many, how many players do you have? Is it 23 or 25? I've forgotten. 23 man 23, squad. 23, because 25 is your squad for the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 23 man squad. Yeah, your best 23 man squad of players in the last 20 years. So if anyone's willing to do that, I want 50 people really. So if I can get five from this poddy, or 10, what do you reckon? Five or 10? Five from this poddy. Five from this poddy. Yeah. And then if I can get, then I'll, then I'll put a tweet out and see if I can get 45 more. Be a good story, yeah. though, wouldn't it? That'd be good. If you're interested, contact Joe Massey. Tweet me. Tell me you'll, you'll do that and then I'll, um, I'll send you an email. Alright. That'll be interesting. Last one then. We'll have to put it together. I'll have to put it together? Well, I'll do the, I'll do the voting and stuff. I'll, I'll tally all the votes up. Alright, oh, okay. Brilliant. Um, you just have to make it look okay. pretty for online. Yeah, yeah, that's my job. Makes stuff look pretty. Uh, last one, Albion player of the season. Right, I'll tell you why. I've gone for Mateus Pereira. I think I'm right. I think he's the best player in the league. Um, it's also why I didn't put him a young player because I just thought he was a bit of a cop-out game getting him young and team overall player of the season. As a signing... It is hard to pinpoint a better one done by a championship side this season. It's hard to pinpoint one done by many sides this season, really, considering his value and the potential resell. I mean, he's set to be an Albion player. When he is, he'll be worth three times what what Albion will have paid for him. I don't know what is going on to let him go for such a price to Albion, but I tell you what, they've benefited massively from it. He's a Brazilian who brings not only flair and quality to the team, but he brings a scrappiness um, and a little bit of an arrogance to the side. Um, and some of the goals he's scored have been absurd. And I know we've mentioned it about a million times before, but that Swansea performance was out of this world. Yeah, it was, uh, that was the best individual performance I've ever seen. Absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, look. 
and I, I said this to John Homer as well when we were talking about it. For me, the best player in the league is Mateus Pereira. For me, Albion's player of the year is Jake Livermore. That doesn't really make sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. But that is the way it is. For me, Livermore's player of the season. Um, and Pereira's the best player in the division. But for me, like I said earlier, it's more, it's more to it than just what happens on the field. I think Livermore's been immense on the field. I think his performances have been probably as good as Pereira's. Pereira's had more magical moments, of course he has, but then he's an attacking player, a forward player. He's in the team to provide magical moments, whereas Livermore's in the team to organise, to keep shape, to press, to work hard, to rally the troops, to tackle, to break up play, to cover every blade of grass, and he does all those things. So I just think he's been absolutely amazing. Was not, I mean, I can't keep talking about Jake Livermore. Um, but for me, for reasons that people who listen to this podcast on a regular basis will know, I do think he's he's, he's the man. Both of them have been ballers. Oh, God, they're Put, both amazing. Yeah, both of them out of this world. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations, Pereira and Livermore. Uh, let's finish with questions as um, we've had a fair few come in, Joe. Um, Rattling on again, aren't we? Hour and five. Yeah, we can't help ourselves, can we? Um uh, GWBA, now that you've been covering us for about half a year, God, is what it? differences do you like about uh, what differences do you like about changing from Warsaw to Albion, and what do you miss? What differences do I like? Um, so I'm really, really glad I've gone from Warsaw to Albion in a sense that I think they're two very, very similar clubs, like morally. Like I absolutely love the people behind the scenes at Warsaw, um, and I'm very, very fond of the people behind them, so I scenes at Albion. It's only because I don't know them as well as the people know at Warsaw, I, I, but, but they're all just good, good, good people. Um, yeah, that's so, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's what I enjoy. About. Then what, I mean, I've got to be honest, what I love is watching Albion play every week. Like, I mean, I mean. It's a big step up, isn't it? It's a huge, huge, huge step up. A little, a kind of, I forgot how big it, a step it was. Um, because you see, you get used to watching League One and League Two football. You also get the occasional cup game when um, Walsall or whoever play a team in the, in the higher division. And with pretty much every cup game, the bigger team sort of underperforms slightly and the mm. team in the lower division overperforms slightly. So the, the overall gap just in those one-off games looks a little bit smaller and you and you if you do watch a lot of that in fact the only times you get to see a team in the flesh because I don't you just cannot pick those things up on TV I don't think um, yeah you, you don't you do forget really what what the gap is I mean if you put Mateus Pereira in League 2 it would be absolutely ridiculous I mean it wouldn't, oh, it, wouldn't it wouldn't even be it just I mean, he's playing a different. He is playing a different sports. Those players. I don't mean that to sound disrespectful, but he is. I mean, it's just there's no comparison. Um, so that's what I really, really love. Um, yeah, I love the. Fa I'm so glad that I've gone from a really good family club in Warsaw to a really good family club in Albion, and with Albion, you get the football to go with it. Hmm. Um, that's the huge thing for me. Um, I'm not going to name any other clubs, but I've worked at other clubs. Just and, and in my opinion, they wouldn't compare. 
to Albion. Um, so, yeah, that's what I love about it. All a miss, really, about Walsall is... It's a very, very different job, really. But, like, hmm. I really like Albion's players. I really, really, really do. But, obviously, they're, they're big stars, really. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, Walsall's players aren't. So, I was a lot... I was closer with them. Like, for example, like, I could message them. I could DM them. I could talk to them on Twitter. I could have a chat with them. I could... I mean, there was one game... There was a pre-season friendly at Solihull Moors where the press box is with the subs bench. So you sit with them and just... I feel like I, I like know some Walsall players really, really on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I don't obviously know... Albion players like that. So I miss that a little bit. Um, but that's just what happens when you go higher up the leagues, isn't it? Yeah, it happens It happens with higher you go up. Um, Ronnie asks, which football ground abroad have you either been to or would love to go to watch a game? Uh, it's, I'm going to give a, I'm gonna give one from each. Now, I was fortunate enough, admittedly covering Wolves, um, to go to uh, Braga. Nightmare of a trip. The weather was dreadful throughout, but the ground, I tell you what, is, is so crazy. It's if you haven't seen it, it's two stands. One end behind the goal is a massive cliff face, and the other is just a forest. Yeah, and it's su- such a weird a picture. Yeah, such a weird ground. But I tell you what, it was a great. It was a great experience, even though it literally bucketed it down constantly. Um, but such a strange ground, a ground to um, to be in. Uh, in terms of the one I'd love to go and watch a game, it'd be the new Camp. I've, I've been to Barcelona before, but I've not been to the new Camp. I would love to cover a game or watch a game there because it just seems like I'd love to watch an El Clasico there. That would be absolutely mental. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Wouldn't it? The only one I've been to is I've been to Ajax Stadium. The Johan Cruyff. Um, but the one I'd love to go to be Dortmund. Oh, the yellow wall. Yeah, I think that'd be wicked to be part of that. Also, there's supposed to be like brilliant atmospheres in Germany, aren't there? Mm. It's it's dirt cheap to get in it's as well, isn't it? Dirt cheap to get in, yeah. Um, and everyone's sort of um, uh, someone we work with, Nick Alwell, He's been to a couple of games in Germany. Um, I think the atmosphere is supposed to be really good. Yeah, and like the everyone's sort of. I think they go around with like, you know, like those packs of beer. People go around with like, and they fill up your drink and stuff. Mm. And it's a lot more like civilised than here. Like yeah. if that happened here, people would get drink too much and there would be trouble. But I don't think that happens. <laughs> there'd be god-awful god amounts of trouble. I don't think that happens in Germany. So I'd like to experience that. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Chris WBA, what toppings would you have on your perfect pizza? So, one of the things I'm missing in lockdown isn't as to make your own pizza. They are amazing. Oh, just, just make your own at home. Well, my wife does make up pizzas, actually. They are very, very oh, good. Does she? Um, but not like them. And we have, we think we've nailed it, perfect pizza. So you obviously just have cheese and tomato base. Then we have pepperoni, spicy beef, peppers and mozzarella. Doesn't mm. get better than that, mate. I'm a I'm a big fan of a meat feast pizza. Literally any meat you can throw on a pizza, and it sticks. I'm happy with. Sticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, you could put so much food on there. 
As long as the, the cheese holds it to the pizza base, I'm happy. Okay. Just because, you know, you could overdo it. You're so into food, aren't you? I love food. Food keeps me alive, mate. <laughs> you, you've got to be into your food. <laughs> yeah, you're just the things you think about. are funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I, I used to have on a pizza, uh, Donna meat. Oh, oh. It's, it's good, that is. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's great. I don't really oh, eat kebabs. Oh, mate, it's too good. I mean, you can't have it regularly because it's just dreadful for you, but a, a, a good pizza. Meat feast pizza with Donna meat on top. Oh, so good. It's making me hungry just thinking about it. I might, I might have to, like... Make a pizza of my own now this evening. Right, you've got ten minutes left because I've got stories to write and I want to be finished by five. Oh, okay, fine. Fine. If we don't get to your question, blame Joe Massey. Yeah, you can blame me. Uh, I can't do this all day. Oh, we could though. Um, Lee asks, I, th I think the bad reputation Sam Johnson gets is mainly because of the shoes he's had to fill. We were truly blessed with a keeper of Ben Foster's stature. And unless we'd replaced him with a keeper equally as good, would anyone have struggled? Agree? Yeah, I think that's a fact. I mean, look, I've talked about Sam Johnson a lot. I think he's a fantastic keeper. I think if Albin go up, he thoroughly deserves to start next season in goal. Um, I think he's made some absolute wonder saves this year, like actually top draw saves that other keepers wouldn't have made. And that's the definition of a good keeper, really, isn't it? When mm. they're, they're pulling things off that other keepers wouldn't. Um, yeah, this Ben Foster thing's come up before. I do agree with that. I mean, I didn't ever. I mean, I only saw Ben Foster. I only count games I see in the flesh now, really. Um, like for how I like rate players, and I only saw Ben Foster in the flesh for Albion a couple of times. Um, mm. I've seen him on TV and stuff, and he's always looked very, very good. And I know he's a very good keeper. Um, but yeah, that seems to be the case, doesn't it? It seems to be that he he was immense and. Um, yeah, and that's and Johnson's having to. He's, he's not in a shadow, but he's being compared to him. And I, I think they're very different keepers, aren't they? Like I think, like Johnson is a uh, more what's, what's the word explosive. Like he's more sort of about mm. his like these spectacular starts. He's a keeper that plays out from the back, and I think Foster's more sort of safe and not as spectacular and. Not not as good of his feet, so I think they are different in many ways. But yeah, I think I think that is a. I don't think it helps Johnson. That I agree. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Indigit Singh, is there any news on Sam Field? He had so much potential, played a few games last season, did okay. Most people thought went on loan, got injured, and is now never mentioned. Yeah, he's never mentioned because he 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 got injured, and obviously that injury has been like ruled him out. Um, for quite an extensive amount of time, hmm. he's not. He's still not fit this day. Um, there's three players who aren't fit: it's Sam Field, Jonathan Lecko, and Nathan Ferguson. Um, interestingly, which uh, we'll do a story on this eventually. It came out in the press that we did with Village on Zoom. Sam Field is very much a Charlton player, um, and this coronavirus outbreak means he could play again for Charlton this season. He, he's done all his rehab with. With Albion, um, which is interesting because obviously Callum Robinson, Grady Dean Garnet have stayed with Albion as well. They've not gone back to their parent clubs to do. Everyone's at Albion, it feels like. Um, mm. But um, yeah, so Sanfield could actually have a role to play for Charlton 
this season if um yeah if we if, if we come back and if he's fit in time which i think he will be fit in time you know um so he will actually go back to charlton he is a charlton player <laughs> he's a charlton low knee even though it obviously looked like he wouldn't play for them again he could technically he is on loan with them to the end of the season so he will go back there if if fit and um and Lee Bowie has actually said he wants him back, so yeah, hopefully that'll be good for Sunfield. Yeah, and if they go up, um, I think another loan's needed for him because he's, I don't think he's at the level to be. If he's not in the level this season to be playing for Albion in a promotion battle inside, I don't think he's going to be at the level to be playing Premier League football next season. Um, Chris asks if promotion is achieved, how much of a kitty do you think Billich will be given to improve the squad? And of that kitty, would you strengthen the squad with a few quality players from the lower leagues, permanent move for current players, or go all out for a striker? Uh, so obviously, I'm not. I, I'm never going to know how much he's going to get. Um, that just the information would never ever be made public, and um, yeah, oh, it's, it's hard to know, isn't it? I mean. I said before, I said in the podcast last week, and I think, um, I can't remember which caller it was, someone called in, he said that he hoped it would be the case, that basically Albion will carry on um, doing what they've done for the last couple of years, which is basically looking for gems, um, whether mm. that be in England, Shamir Jai, whether that be abroad, Mateus Pereira, Filip Kravinovic. Um, Albion had an unstable financial time when Mark Jenkins left. He came back, he stabilised the club, they tell me very, very often that how financially stable the club is now. They're not going to change that. They're not going to yeah. go gung-ho. We talked about it last week, didn't we, when I was yeah. hammering Aston Villa for spending, what was it, £25 million on Tyrone Mings? Which is a good deal, by the way. A good deal if you, well, yeah, I'd say it's £24 million over over the odds, but if, that's a, if you think that's a good deal, that's fine. I mean, he's worth 40 now, mate. You, you know, I can't bother to go in this again, but you're absolutely <laughs> mental. You mental. He's he's worth more than they paid for him. He's got a rick in him every game. He plays for England. He's an England centre back, mate. He's not. Well, he is. He won't get in the. He won't. I, I guarantee you, mate. He will not. He will not be an England regular over the next couple of years. I'm telling you right now. Tyro Mings. Have you not well, seen the mistakes he makes in games? In Have you not talk. seen the mistakes he makes in games? He, he, he massively lacks concentration, mate. I'm just. Shall we move on? Shall we talk some Albion? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, mate, I'd rather have Shemi Ajay every day of the week. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what will happen. They'll spend. They're not going. Rest assured, they won't do a Villa. They won't do a Fulham. Everyone can breathe easy about that. They're not going to be idiotic like those clubs. Um, they're going to they're continue to look for gems. A lot of it will obviously depend on how much money they can pick up these players for. If they can pick up loads of players for 1.5 million, like Shami Ajay, then um, it depends on how many players they'll sign. But I think I think they'll go for. I think they will. Uh, the vast vast majority of cash will be spent on a striker. Um, but I'd imagine for about 15 million quid, you could probably buy someone mm. around Europe. That would do a good job. I mean, you wouldn't spend like something stupid like twenty-two million on someone like Wesley. My uh, God, man! But you might because for fifteen million. I think what did Albion pay for Rondon first time round? Was it like twelve or something? Oh, something like that. Yeah, I mean bargain. Um, something like that. Um, I think the majority of money will be spent on a striker. I think they'll try and keep Kravinovic. Obviously, they'll sign Pereira. 
Um, he'd like to think they get Vian Garner again on loan. And I think he'd be at the back, really, where they look. I think they're going to need a couple of centre-backs and a couple of full-backs, maybe. Hmm. Uh, Sunil Patel, are you concerned about our run of form? We've had zero points in the last four weeks. Yes, horrific. And Fulham are just... Relegation Fulham format. <laughs> Uh, Rob Leacock, I'm an American who's followed West Brom for the past eight years. I have a friend who started following Wolves this season. We don't know the rivalry firsthand, but God willing, there may be a black country derby on the horizon. What should we know or expect? Um, I'd expect uh, a lot of talk before the game, even more talk after the game, especially if there's a winner. Um if, it, if it's a draw, then a, a derby tends to kind of just automatically reset with eyes on the next one. Yeah, but I tell you what, if there's a winner, and I tell you what, if there's a if there's another like five one, then there's talk about it for years. People do not forget them, so uh, you don't want to be beaten heavily in a derby, do you? That's true. That's true. Um, oh, that's a bit of a worry, isn't it? That he's started following wolves. Oh, I mean, you don't you don't want any more wolves hands about, do you? That means they're getting like it just goes to show that they're actually like getting bigger around the world, though, doesn't it? Yeah. What happens when you're in the Premier League, doesn't it? Mm. And you're doing well in the Premier League, people more people see you on TV and, and this and that. Albin will get there. Um, don't worry. Come on, then. We're not long left. A uh, couple quick ones, couple quick ones. Uh, Alistair Jones, who's the turncoat of the season? Nominations, Luke Hatfield for morphing into a baggy. No other nominations required. No, I agree. I'll, get, I'll I mean, make you that just, prize, mate. I'll get you that one. That's just slanderous. I'll get you a little uh, <laughs> Turncoat of the year, uh, I love it. Um, a bit off topic, says Sunil Patel. Um, what are the worst grounds that you've been to as fans or journalists, apart from Molyneux and Villa Park? Villa Park's actually very good for press and for fans. Uh, for the record um, Molyneux not as good um, the worst one I've been to though Kenilworth Road Luton Town absolute dump from from top to bottom a nightmare to work there's no parking you have to park at the train station in Luton it's like a 15-20 minute walk through a very dodgy area of Luton the Wi-Fi is piss poor um, the view is dreadful I'm stuck behind a stanchion throughout the press box is tiny. They've got no food. You have to go to the. You have to get like this ticket and go to one of the like pucker pie vendors and just get a pie. I'm not got a problem with pie, but it's not like even, like it's not. It's it's just it's not a thing. Um, and yeah, it took it took so long for me to upload the video, post match video. You were lucky you weren't there. I was with um, Matt Wilson at the time. I had to leave. I just found like a generic Wi-Fi hotspot. In the middle of Luton, I was sat there with my laptop. It uploaded twice as fast. Don't get me wrong; it's got like a little bit of character about it. It's round load of houses, and the away entrance is interesting because it's just literally around houses. Otherwise, it's an absolute dump of a place. I wouldn't want to go back there. If, if, I mean, if you could, you could pay. I am paid to go there, but if you paid me again, I wouldn't be happy about it. Dump, horrible place. It's not. It's not. It's not a great ground, is it? It's horrific. It isn't great. I agree. I hate Bradford because I lost my blue tick off Twitter there. Oh yeah, Bradford's poor for you. But I mean, that's got there's underlying causes there. You you, you didn't help yourself at no, all. No, but it's still a nightmare to get to that place. I hate going there. Um, Shocking. And then 
Where else? No, I don't know. Um, the South End's not great. <laughs> that place looks like it's falling apart. And I feel sorry for the like, club analysts because they have to um, go up onto like scaffolding to view the game and it just doesn't look safe at all. It's, um, they have to, to take their equipment up with, a, I think you call it a pulley. Do, do oh, you know I mean? no. Like a rope where you like attach it and you like w wind it up. That is shocking. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. It's like absolutely mental. I mean, it can't pass health and safety regulations. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not not a favourite. Right, quick, go. mate. I can't get off. We've got. We'll finish it now. We'll finish it now. That was a good question to finish on. I think. Oh, we're finishing there, are we? Yeah, we'll finish there. Sorry to anyone whose questions we didn't answer, but we got through the majority of them. Um, but yeah, appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. Um, but for two more weeks, it's a or for one more week, two more weeks. What am I talking about? But one more week, it's bye-bye from me and bye-bye from Joe Massey. Email me if you want to do your squad of 25 Albion players. Just getting that plug in again. 25 or 23? You've got to make your mind up. I need to get on that. I can't even get it right, can I? 23. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For now, a, fo a fond farewell. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs>